it's really, you become the expert the moment you step into being the expert. And so while it kind of took somebody tapping me saying like, Hey, Shada, why not you? It was really me breaking free saying like, why the fuck not me? Hi, this is Shada Tarabi, CEO of Restart CBD. And if you want to live a life by design, then you should be listening to the free time podcast with my friend, Carl Sona. Deep down in your gut, you know there's more to life than waking up for school or work, going through the motions just to get by, and living for the weekend. But you're still scared and uncertain about what your true purpose in life is. Welcome to the Free Time Podcast, your very own community and virtual support group created to help you leverage your free time as a valuable asset so you can start to improve your mindset, learn self-empowerment skills, and ultimately find true fulfillment to move you towards the incredible life that was specifically created for you to live. This is more than a podcast dropping three episodes a week. This is a movement built around real people sharing real stories focused on helping you make the most of your life by becoming super intentional with your time. Brought to you by your host, Carl Sona. Now, before we get into today's episode, I'd like to make a quick announcement. We're on a mission to build a movement here around the topics of self-empowerment, mental health, and personal fulfillment. These are all some really big topics that we all deal with as human beings, but also they're topics that will look a little different for each of us as individuals. And so I'd love to put a name with the face and learn more about who you are and where you are currently along your journey. So I'm super excited to announce that I'm offering free 15-minute Zoom phone calls with me in order for us to get better acquainted. If you're at all interested in this, please hit the link to my calendar in the show notes below to sign up for a time, and I'll see you there. Now, without further ado, let's jump into our episode today. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Free Time Podcast, and thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I'm your host, Carl Stone, and today I'm joined by the Texas Cannabis Queen, Shada Tarabi, or should I say, the Shada Tarabi. Shada is a first-generation American-Iranian and has been called one of the most influential women in the WordPress space. Pretty sexy stuff, I know, right? <laughs> now, she's one of the few women leading the Cannabis Reformation conversation, building one of Texas's premier CBD brands. She's currently the CEO and co-founder of Restart CBD, an education-first CBD wellness brand. And Shada also runs a very popular Austin-based travel and lifestyle account called At With Shada. And she's also the top, the host of the top-rated podcast, To Be Blunt. This will be a very spectacular episode for anyone trying to figure out how to live their truth and how to grow a personal brand around your truth. Shada, welcome to the show, homie. Thank you so much for having me, Carl. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely, absolutely. So I was just telling you offline, I think your story is pretty badass for a couple of reasons. I draw a lot of parallels from your story and mine. You know, there's certainly the entrepreneurial aspect. There's the first-generation immigrant aspect, which we'll touch on. And then there's this whole cannabis reformation that you're leading down there that I think is a very valiant thing in and of itself that will also impact. But I want to I wanna take the audience back to your humble beginnings before you became the Shada Tarabi. If you don't mind, Shada, tell us a little bit about how you grew up and what life was like before you became this marketing expert and genius that you are. 
Oh my gosh, where do you peel the layers back? That's such a loaded question. Um, yeah, born and raised in Austin, Texas. My dad is a first-generation immigrant from Iran. My mom is blonde hair, blue eyes, Texan through and through. So we grew up in Austin. I think growing up in Austin, I'll reflect on the point of, you know, to me, it's still a small town. I feel very connected. I feel very much like, you know, I had a normal upbringing. Austin wasn't a super busy city, but we were the live music capital of the world. And so that's where I started to dip my toes into this creative kind of environment. Again, having parents that I think I'll give them the credit of, they were very trusting of their firstborn daughter. You know, growing up in Austin, I would, I remember taking my mom's handy cam and going downtown to Austin during South by Southwest, which is a very popular music festival in town and recording bands and creating content and not really, you know, having the vision of, oh, I'm going to maybe one day work in marketing or maybe one day create content for a living, but just, you know, kind of hanging out, doing things that I was comfortable and excited around and had parents that were very supportive. And now I guess the bridge that I will create is live music. Usually you get to enjoy drugs. Yeah. I chose to enjoy <laughs> cannabis. And again, never really saw the overlap of, Hey, I'm doing this. I'm getting involved in this industry. Let me go ahead and create this path. But really reflecting back on my journey, I'm just really grateful to be born in a city like Austin. I think when you're looking at cannabis, where it sits nationally, obviously Texas is not very well known for our cannabis laws, but growing up here, I didn't think that I would obviously have a way to be in the industry. And so having CBD kind of open up was a very cool crack in the door that now I'm like, okay, I get to do cannabis in my home state, have parents that are very supportive of everything that I'm doing, despite, you know, kind of coming from some humble beginnings, having a dad who literally came from another country. And, you know, how do you go and establish building a business and just having that influence of parents who worked really hard to create the success that they have for me and my family. And then obviously I want to honor them. I want to be a good daughter, a good child who is living up to the full potential of the investment that my parents have made in my life. Blessing or a curse, obviously for me, it's a blessing. I get to do it in cannabis. And so that's kind of the quick short story of grew up in Austin, had these parents that were just super open and trusting. And through navigating some career choices and personal hobbies, ended up, yeah, founding a CBD brand two years ago. And now we're rocking and rolling and Yes, thank you. I get to be coined Texas cannabis queen and <laughs> I wear it very proudly. So that's here how we got here. I hope you have a vanity play on your car. I mean, that's a pretty badass, that's a pretty badass nickname, in my opinion. <laughs> it, it is literally sitting in a cart waiting to be purchased. I haven't done it yet. So nobody, uh, nobody go get that ahead of me, please. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. So one of the things that I enjoy most about you is your passion for marketing. I remember one of my very first calls with you, you're like, I'm a marketer first over everything else. Like you love marketing. And one of the reasons why I started the free time podcast was I wanted to encourage young people specifically to look at their time, where they're spending that time and to try to find some trends for what it is they're doing most and what it is they may actually be in love with. Can, can you tell us the story of where marketing really hit home for you? I know you've created a ton of content you're a creator, but where did that love for marketing really come from? What was the first time you're like, oh my God, like this is on my heart to do? 
So I will admit, you know, I went to college and majored in marketing. So I think that love of marketing was instilled in me at a young age, kind of reflecting on the story I opened with. I grew up going to live music shows and wanting to create content around that and interview bands and just had access to different, you know, I wouldn't say fancy pieces of technology. I didn't have an Apple computer. I didn't have this like super stooped up video camera a computer, a phone, just creating content with the tools that you have. And so for me, it was really just being inspired by the hobbies and things that I was getting involved in that when I went to college, I, again, I majored in something that I was very passionate about that when it came time to graduating college, I found myself really where I would say the marketing opportunity exploded for me was putting it in action, working really for somebody else. Because at that time I was probably gosh, like 20, 21 years old, fresh on the scene in my head. I knew I was creative and could do marketing or create content, but nobody had ever actually trusted me enough to like pay me to do it, if that makes sense. And so that for me was really a wild ride. I was with this tech company called WP engine for six years. I was one of their first hires. They hired me on as employee 13 and grew with them. I think when I exited, they were about a thousand employees. And so over the span of those six years, got to wear many different marketing hats, learned through that experience that I really resonated with branding, content creation, events, community. And so those are things that at the time I was discovering about myself that now presently I reflect back on and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's who I am through and through. Like I love people. I love creating experiences and opportunities for people to get connected to ideas or other people. And so just building up that kind of community. And I think branding is, is an integral piece to that because it's, what is that experience? Whether it's a visual, it's how something makes you feel. It's a scent you're smelling. It's a sound you're hearing. It's a piece of food that you're tasting. Mm. Those are all experiential. And so I think that's where I really flourish and resonate with. And I think that that does come through in the content that I create now. Yeah, dope content. Y'all got to check out her stuff. You can hit her up at what is it, dshadatorabi.com. I think you have like a lot of your stuff there the podcast, the blog. Yes. Like yes. very aesthetic. Yeah, very. And everything really points back towards who you are and what you stand for. I love that. You know, I have a lot of conversations with people that are trying to figure out how they make the pivot from what they do at work. You mentioned WPG to how they show up in their online presence. And sometimes there's a disconnect there. I've certainly been there. I mean, I work for a startup medical device company right now. And I was like the 37th employee. We're now well over 150, slowly approaching that, that, that sort of exit, which, you know, who knows when that's going to happen. But I started building a personal brand because I was like, all right, I've done this in my organization. Why can't I do this and show the greater world out there what I'm about? And so I'm curious, like, you started building your personal brand while being a full-time employee, Correct. Correct. What was the catalyst that that pushed you to go ahead and do that? I mean, like you've created a huge personal brand. Like I was researching, I was like, oh my God, the amount of stages this gal's been on, the followers, this and that. I mean, you got some big assets out there. So it didn't happen overnight. Did you did you see that, you know, having a personal brand is a currency or what, again, what was that fuel? Hell no, man. I wish <laughs> I would have thought about it strategically. I mean, I'm thankful again, reflecting back. Thank you so much for the kudos. It is very nice to see all the things that I've, you know, done and I've accomplished. And I will kind of caveat before I answer your question, you know, every piece of press or media that you see, I have created. 
I don't have a team. I mean, I know you and I now kind of work together to produce my podcast, but outside of that, I don't really have a team. Me, myself, Shada Tarabi, like she's hustling. She's going out there. She's being strategic. She's submitting. She's applying. She's writing blogs. She's doing all these things. And so to be honest, I think everybody struggles with that imposter syndrome of like, somebody else can get on stage or somebody else can be on the podcast. Somebody else is going to say it better than me. And so when I was going through my role at WP Engine was at that time, the event manager, I found myself in many really cool cities. It kind of was the launching point for my blog at the time, which started out as dine with Shada because I was really a food blogger. So I was in I was in Denver. I was in Los Angeles. I was in France. I was in Spain with a corporate credit card and, you know, five to 15 employees, partners that wanted to eat. And I said, oh, I love food. And let me just go do the research and go spend the money. Like, let's do that. That was really the starting point for me. So it wasn't even necessarily like building a personal brand or marketing. It was just like a function of like, I'm in a new city. I have somebody's money. Let's spend it. Where do we go? And then I became known as as, oh, we're in New York City. Well, where are we going to go for dinner? Oh, don't worry about it. Shada's probably got a list of 15 amazing places. And so for me, that was really where the wheel started turning of just me positioning myself as like the go-to girl when it came to food. Then I'm going to all these conferences and obviously I'm a marketer. I was doing events. So my function at the company was marketing. I was setting up our booth presence. I was the one really connecting our clients to our brand, you know, securing speaking engagements for my employees who were going to these conferences. And I had one employee who at a conference was like, Shada, why don't you get up and speak? Why don't you have a talk? And I remember thinking, and, and to caveat it too a little bit, I worked in, like you said, it's not super sexy, WordPress, managed mm-hmm. hosting. I'm a marketer. I'm not a dev. I'm not technical. So for me, these conferences, I didn't really see where my voice could have been heard. But thankfully, I had a really encouraging coworker who just nudged me in the right way. He was like, hey, you should be speaking. And I think you should start a blog around your food. And so I remember creating the blog. And really, I was blog first, then Instagram second, because I am true to content. I like the long form nature of it. Uh, and did my first public talk. I remember it was Milwaukee. I think it was like 2014 and you know, you're tremoring, you're nervous. You don't know what you're going to say is going to sound okay, but you get up there, you pull the bandaid off. And then I just remember afterwards it like happened so fast. And afterwards I had at least like five or 10 friends in the audience who came up and were just congratulating me. People who I didn't know who were asking questions, people who then were like, how do we connect with you? Where do we follow you? And so I think that's really where I started creating this visualization of, one, I have a voice. Two, it's really you become the expert the moment you step into being the expert. And so while it kind of took somebody tapping me saying like, hey, Shada, why not you? It was really me breaking free saying like, why the fuck not me? And so I stepped into it and I would go to speak. Man, Milwaukee led to me speaking in Salt Lake City, led to me speaking. I've spoken in Denver. I've spoken in Toronto. And so I built up that that experience speaking in WordPress and then transitioned, you know, quickly when I left WordPress, I then went to be head of marketing for a digital agency before I founded my CBD brand restart. I remember getting into cannabis and kind of looking around and thinking my brand is all about marketing and communications, but Mm. I want to speak in cannabis. How do I create that equity? 
kind of just pulled the same playbook out. I applied, you know, probably for a dozen shows, maybe two of them picked me up. It just takes one. You start getting that content out there. I took that once I completed that show, pitched myself to 10 other CBD shows. And then I closed out last year, probably speaking at, I think 15 to 20 different webinars, podcasts, shows, things like that. And it started as, you know, I'm not an expert to, okay, now I'm an expert in this space, but I'm not an expert over there. How do I transition and grow? And I think that's the beautiful thing is I'm realizing you don't need to be put into a box. We're people, we're humans, we're fluid. And so just like my Instagram has evolved, my blogs evolved, I'm no longer dying with Shada. I actually just changed my name. I'm no longer even with Shada. I'm just the Shada Tarabi now. And I'm trying to go all in on entrepreneurialism and creating content and cannabis. And I'm really spiritual and I'm really into my health and fitness. And those are all aspects of me that like, if I was just a food blogger, I wouldn't talk about fitness or I wouldn't talk Mm. about cannabis, but I really do believe in building a personal brand. I know not everybody's super comfortable putting themselves out there. I mean, I look at it again as a marketer, which is like, I love that there's, you know, maybe over a hundred Google searches with my name on it. Some people don't like that. They are very private. And so I think you just kind of need to weigh the pros and cons of what is the end goal? What am I trying to do? And for me, I'm a public advocate. I'm a community builder. And that requires me to put myself and my face out there. So that's where I lean into and really thrive. Fucking fierce. Damn girl. Yeah. I like, I I love how you went from with Shada to the Shada. That that's a pretty interesting evolution there, and I think it ties in very nicely to what you said, which I'm really gonna take away. You become the expert once you decide that you are. Like that's that, that's a nice little nudge, and I really want to encourage you that is listening, listener. Like like Shada had that nice little employee or that coworker giving her that nudge. Yo, you should apply for that talk. Like this is maybe the nudge that you need. I mean, here's a young individual who's gone from oh, I can't do that. I don't have anything worthwhile to say to actually going on that stage in Milwaukee. By the way, I love that I was on Milwaukee. I'm from Milwaukee. I don't know if you knew that. That's hilarious. I didn't know that. That's awesome. <laughs> That's where you started. It has a special place <laughs> in my heart. That's right. I'll always remember. And then afterwards, yeah. we got some cheese curds. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> All my cheese had shout out. Yeah. I mean, that, that's just exactly what this thing looks like. It's just an evolution. It's being willing to dare to take that first step. And it sounds like you did a great job. Take me back real quick though. Take us back real quick to that moment in Milwaukee where you take the stage for the first time. Do you have any practical tips or advice that you would give somebody that's like, man, there's actually something coming up like a Toastmasters or an improv night. I really want to submit my name, but I'm not quite sure like what's going to happen. Am I going to freeze? What, 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 What method of suggestion would you give somebody that's like in their head thinking they're going to fuck it up? And that's keeping them from actually taking that next step forward. Man, I, I don't know if I have advice so much as just, you know, do as I say. <laughs> and that's rip the bandaid off. Okay. You just, I, I mean, something that I practiced a lot personally was I noticed in the moment applying to speak for conferences, that was easy. That like, once I got over the hurdle of, okay, I know what my title is. I know what my topic is. Obviously, don't reinvent the wheel. Talk about things you're comfortable talking about. Talk about things that you don't necessarily maybe have to prepare a ton. I'm not saying don't be educated Mm -hmm. and try to be interesting and differentiating in your point of view. But for me, marketing, community building, cannabis, like it's a very easy function for me. And now that I talk on those subjects, like those are really easy for me to just kind of like be creative from there. But going back to, I think what I found the most helpful and acknowledging about myself is in the moment when I would be applying for these shows, that was easy to me. It was like, Oh, I can talk about this. Here's my title. It's behind the scenes, right? 
the the challenge was, oh, damn it, Shada, like day of the show. I'm like, I hate you, Shada. You applied for this three months ago. Why would you do this? This is so scary. This is so nerve wracking. And it was just me standing there and getting ready to go on stage, just being like, you know, deep breath. Like you did this, like you asked for this, like now step into it. And so I think it's just constantly kind of like, setting your future self up for success. And so being really bold in the present moment, because obviously that same thing can be applied. Getting up and speaking seems really scary in the moment, but think about all the benefits that will come. The networking opportunities, the exposure, the opportunity to just like have your voice be heard. And so the reality, hopefully people listening will resonate with this too. Most people don't remember what the hell you said. They're only thinking about how it applies to them. And so if you can start your presentation really well and your presentation really well. I don't really think what's in the middle matters so much. I even say sometimes, I used to say this a lot to one of my friends and it's just kind of coming to me. I don't care if there's one person in the audience or a thousand people in the audience. The fact that I'm on somebody's website, my bio is out there, my LinkedIn is public somewhere, like all these things that that event is doing to create this projection of me being somebody, that's all that matters. I spoke at a conference in Vegas, uh, not Vegas, sorry, I spoke at a conference in Miami last year and I was on the main stage, but I was not the keynote speaker. I will admit that I was not the keynote speaker, but I posted pictures, no shame in that, but I posted pictures and I talked about speaking at this 50,000 person conference because it's true. They had 50,000 attendees. Maybe they weren't all in my session, but they were there. I did a podcast a couple months later and I got quoted as being the keynote speaker at a 50,000 person conference. I'm not going to correct them. You know, that's, that's, (laughs) they said it, it's fine. But so I think those are things where it's like, just like get through it. The fact that you're doing it, the fact that you're putting your name out there. Like I am such a big fan of the evolution. I admit, you know, my first, oh gosh, if you scroll to my very first Instagram post, I'm sorry. You know, you listen to my first podcast, you scroll to my first Instagram post, you read my first blog, you listen to my first talk. I'm not perfect. And even now having, you know, created 400 pieces of content, you know, hundred podcasts, whatever the number is, it still makes me nervous. I still, you know, question and doubt myself. But I think, again, kind of reflecting on what I said, you, nobody needs to make you an expert. You're the expert. If you're passionate, educated, you're networking, you're putting yourself in those right positions, just find those opportunities, step into them. Not even always confidently. I don't think you have to be super confident, but just step like the action. It's the action of just moving through uncomfortability. And that's where I think you really start to realize, Hey, you know, 10 of those things I published weren't great, but maybe two of them were. And it was one of the two that somebody heard that now is a client or now gave me in my next speaking opportunity or now is my, you know, mentor or something like that. So you just never know. You just have to show up. You got to shoot that shot. You got to shoot that shot. And thank you for opening up so vulnerably. I think that it's very easy to look at a person like you. I'm, I'm looking at your profile right now and it looks so curated and just perfect. And keep, keep scrolling. I, I know. And that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> but no, it's so easy to look at the profile and be like, wow, man, that girl is just so dialed in. She's executing. But hearing the backstory about, hey, listen, like I haven't always been sure. Like my first post was probably garbage, but like, look at what you've created over the course of time like don't let what you don't know right now you know on day one of school stop you from who you can become the possibilities are endless out there so Shada I appreciate you on that now I want to talk some cannabis because this is really what I know lights your heart up it's probably marketing cannabis right and I'm not sure if it's in that order and food sweet spot sweet spot yeah all together all at the same time (laughs) 
Let's talk cannabis because as I understand it, you were really pushing this cannabis thing at a time when your home state wasn't really even on board. So that to me communicates like you're not doing it because it's popular. You're not doing it because you're trying to like make a quick buck. You're probably doing it because it's something that really resonates with your lived experience. So if you will, like talk to us a little bit about cannabis and why it holds such a special place in your heart, I guess to the point where you've like devoted your life to it and created a company and now are this activist, like, holy shit. Holy shit. Yeah, man. Well, the first time I smoked pot was, <laughs> you know, no, like, yeah, again, I think growing up in Austin exposed me to live music. And I do think that there is a sentiment around cannabis and musical experiences. And so I don't remember the first time I smoked pot. I just remember that it was something that I enjoy doing and I got into the culture, you know, maybe, maybe more so for a female, maybe more so for someone in Texas, maybe more so for somebody whose parent, you know, whose dad's an immigrant. I don't know what the categories are, but I got interested in it and it was just something that I did in my free time. You know, I definitely paid attention when Colorado went recreationally legal. I thought that was really cool. I started seeing, you know, things trend at a national level. I remember watching weeds and, you know, seeing characters like Nancy Botwin be personified and just like, you started seeing content be created around cannabis, bringing it more mainstream. But again, for me living in Texas, it was, well, I don't know how I could work in cannabis. So that's just like a thing I like to do. And I'll take trips to Colorado and I'll take trips to Washington or California, whatever the case is. But for me, how I really transitioned into loving the plant and working in the plant was about five years ago, I was hit by a vehicle as a pedestrian in downtown Austin leaving a food event <laughs> and I was working for WP engine at the time. And I broke my pelvis in two places, essentially being hit by the car. And I was 25 years old. And like, obviously you never wish on your worst enemy, something that intense and traumatic to happen. I'm grateful for my life. I think it was definitely a few of those existential crises. Like I could have lost my life. Oh my gosh. Like this is a new opportunity to like really be clear on what I want to do. Life is short. It was also an opportunity for me to get exposed to what healing looked like and chronic pain and dealing with chronic pain looked like. And so that was really my healing journey went from opioids, physical therapy, steroid injections. I was eight months post-accident. And my mother, again, my mom, because my family had this open dialogue, open communication with my siblings and I, it wasn't like, you know, do drugs, smoke pot, but it also was like, hey, my daughter has, you know, a nice job. She has shit taken care of. You know, she wants to smoke pot. She wants to go to Colorado, let her do that. So I was going through recovery. My mom actually introduced me to what we all now know as CBD at the time. <laughs> your point, it was not even federally legal when my mom introduced it to me five years ago. So even two years, three years later, when we launched our brand, I think it was three years later, we launched our brand. It wasn't even federally legal three years after I discovered CBD. So for us as a family, it was just this thing that I remember when my mom introduced me to it, I laughed at her because I was like, one, I smoke pot. I'm good. I'm probably getting it. To what is CBD? What is a cannabinoid? What's an endocannabinoid system? And I think that's really where I started creating these, these worlds of, I know pot culture and I know, you know, 420 and I know, you know, smoke tricks, but I didn't know how cannabis interacted with my body. I didn't know how cannabis was being seen as this medicinal plant. I didn't know how it was being used for pain management. And so when that, that accident happened, my world was like, whew, 
and I just got submerged and I was in pain. And so I was like, I'm eager to look for something that works. And when my mom introduced CBD, I laughed at her, but I'm a firstborn of, you know, an immigrant inspired family. And so I listened to my parents very much so. And when my mom said, try CBD, I said, okay, I'll do it. I don't really know what it is, but I'll do it. And I just... (laughs) everybody's story knows what their pain feels like for me. I woke up three weeks into consuming CBD. I could not lay or lean or sleep on the left side of my body after the accident. And I woke up on that side of my body and was just like, holy shit, what, what the hell? Like how it just, the ease of being on that side was relieved. And I knew that nothing else had been changed because at that point I had already shifted my diet. I'd already started working out. I was healthier. I'd gotten my life back but I was still dealing with chronic pain. And so for me, that's really what catapulted me and my family getting exposed to CBD. It was obviously something that I love, but I couldn't publicly talk about. I was still working for WP Engine, so There was no way I could come out and be like, CBD helped heal me. And there was no market. Nobody was talking about it. And I would say, you know, the fast forward version of how that story ends is we didn't launch our brand until three years later. And part of how I launched my brand was almost as a side hobby. Obviously, I love storytelling. I love branding. I think those are easy extensions for me, but actually building a business wasn't something that I was like, I'm going to go be the CBD, you know, Texas cannabis queen and build this brand out. It was like, I had a full-time job. I was director of marketing for a digital agency and my sister and I over a long weekend were like, "Eh, let's just throw a website together. Let's just see what happens. And I happened to get laid off from the agency. CBD had just become super buzzy probably within the month that we had launched. So we launched in August of 2018. So we just celebrated two years in business. Congratulations. And thank you so much. And at that time, it was not federally legal and it definitely wasn't Texas state legal. So again, I didn't really, I I wasn't like, here's a business opportunity. I was just like, here's this kind of gray area thing. And then when I got laid off, I'm a spiritual person. I felt that God really had created a pathway for me to lean into all this world that I had lived, why I got exposed to chronic pain through this accident, you know, why I had gone and created this personal brand, you know, why I worked at this tech company and understood platforms and technology and had this love of cannabis. And it was just like these open parents in this lifestyle. It was like, Shada, here, you can do this. You can make a brand. You can create a business. And my parents were like, go, girl, go. Yeah. And so when you're kind of in a position of like, well, obviously nobody wants to be laid off. That was really sucky. I definitely internalized that and felt worthless for a little bit. But I think once I got over that and really saw the opportunity, it was like, we've been unstoppable ever since. I own the business now with my two younger sisters. I've roped them into the <sighs> cannabis family brand. Our mom helps support us and our dad actually owns an insurance agency and owns the retail space right next to us. So I see my parents every day. They know the products I sell. They support us. And it's a blessing to get wow. to live this, this beautiful life this publicly. And it's all just Damn. you know encouraging myself and the listeners to lean into your truth. I think the more truth that you can exist in, the happier you'll be and the most fulfilled you'll be. So I'm just a girl from Texas who, yeah, grew up loving cannabis, loves marketing. (laughs) God bless my parents and my family for getting in. And here we are now doing it. And so, yeah, it's a really fun time. Dude, that is so inspiring on so many levels. Thank you. I'm, I'm on your website right now. It looks like such a beautiful space. Um, I didn't realize that you had retail. I thought for some reason this was solely online. So like, I got to get here. If anybody's in Austin, Texas or in Texas, go to Restart CBD. It looks like it's right next door to a hamburger shop. 
it looks like from from, from from Google Maps, at least. We're right next door to a very popular sub shop called Thundercloud. A and sub they shop. have a huge yeah. sub above their, <laughs> their storefront. But it helps with marketing. It helps with marketing. It those, does. Those Go people, get some CBD. That's right. The, the sub. <laughs> CBD and the sub. You better. Very symbiotic. Well, I love it, Shada. We're coming up on time, but before I let you go, I do want you to talk very briefly about Restart. Like, just talk about Restart. How'd you come up with the with the brand name? I'm always interested by names. I see you're running it with your lovely sister, Sydney, and you're the little sister. Tell us about it real quick so that people can keep that on the radar and hopefully shop with you however they choose to. Thank you. Yeah. I wish I had again, a magical answer. I wish I said that I hired some really expensive agency. Um, I used a combination of my brain, my siblings brains. We used, uh, there's like a free website logo template maker called tailor made brands. There's a website that you can pick colors called coolers. I just, we literally, I'm not even kidding. We hacked it one week and I think my mom came up with the name restart because she, which this is obviously the brand story, but she believes that CBD helped me restart my life. And we believe that CBD can help, you know, restart your, your body and your health and your wellness. And so, yeah, for us, it wasn't this big, we didn't invest a lot of money. I think people think that they have to spend a lot of money to create a really good brand. I think you just need to be really thoughtful and think through all the different touch points. So that's where, you know, thinking through what's the experience like when you shop physically with us at our retail, as well as when you're shopping online with us on our e-commerce. I want to make sure that that's fluid and that you still see the same brand through my YouTube videos, when you get a piece of content, when you purchase a product from me. And so we do care very much about our brand because CBD is CBD, we say. And unfortunately, cannabis is unregulated. CBD is unregulated right now to some extent. It's changing very fast. But I think that's where consumers should really be cautious. It's just not all CBD products are made equal. And so we strive to create a safe space for people to ask questions, get educated. So we say we're an education first CBD wellness brand. And yeah, started in Austin as a way to just be a resource for my hometown, my community. Again, I selfishly love my city and just wanted to help my community understand this plant now have been blessed to have a national platform and customers from New York city to Hawaii and everybody in between just really, really representing and, and welcoming the restart CBD brand. And that's just, we want you to be educated. We want you to be empowered. We want you to know what's going in your body and we're here to help guide you along the way. Yeah. Well, no, you're, you're undoubtedly blessed, but in my opinion, it's because you have been so willing to put your face out there to get out and educate the masses about how this is a very beneficial alternative for people that just want to be generally healthy and well for people that are recovering from a horrific injury like yourself that's just chronic and debilitating like thank you because i think the masses have been largely uninformed and i have i truly believe that the more you can serve people the more you get back in this world so i'm happy to know a person like you that's just literally on the up and up and that's also an individual that's not afraid to speak, live, and share your truth. So, Shada, thank you for that. Before I let you go, we're going to transition to our random round. I call it the free time five just because they both start with F. Five fun, quick questions to have a little bit of fun with you. Sound cool? Let's do it. All right. So first, what's your favorite Restart CBD product? Like, what should people go add to cart right now, including myself? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, I personally like isolate products. So that means there's no THC. The caveat is obviously I love THC. I get it other places, but I like an isolate because it's flavorless. And I personally use a 40 milligram per ML strength. So it's a higher strength per dose product. And you're using it for obviously your pain management and that sort of thing, right? 
I use it primarily for pain management in the evening. I will use the same product in a lower dose or lower strength for daytime anxiety, but I still pretty much use CBD from a pain management perspective. Awesome. Awesome. Secondly, I ask every guest this question and the question goes, imagine potential or a physical place you could travel to on a map. What would be more fun for you, Shada? Would it be just arriving and getting your vacation on or would it be the journey there? However, as you get there and why? Oh man, that's hard. I guess I'm going to say the journey because I've aged a little bit and I know how beautiful the journey is. Uh, I think younger me would have said the destination, but I really do think it's reflecting back on all the different steps that got me here. I wouldn't be here without those steps. And so you can't, you know, have the highs without the lows. Love it. What's your pre-speech routine? Like, what are you doing or thinking about before you take the stage to give one of your awesome talks? Well, I'm really, this is going to be maybe like TMI, but I'm really anal about going to the bathroom. Like my biggest fear is just like having to go pee when I'm on stage or being like stuck. So always go to the bathroom right before. And I'm, I'm kind of an off the cuff kind of gal. I really would rather not prepare. So for me, it's just like maybe five minutes to myself before some deep breaths, make sure I go to the bathroom, drink my water, you know, cross my T's, dot my eyes, pray to God and just go on stage. I love it. What's one empowering quote you want to leave with the audience today? Oh man. Well, I love soul cycle. And this is from one of my favorite soul cycle instructors because fitness is important to me. He always says you're stronger than you say you are. And so just kind of thinking about how capable we really are if we get out of our own ways and really realizing there's no limitations, but the things that we place in front of ourselves. So you're stronger than you say you are. I love that. Short and to the point. And last but not least, I'm really big on visualization. I practice it just about daily. I could be walking in my morning routine. You know, everything starts off as a little idea in the mind. So I'd love to know, and I'm your witness, the audience is your witness today. Where are you going to be the next six to nine months? It, you know, it could be health, fitness-wise, professional, relationship, whatever you want to share with us. Where are you going to be the next six to nine months, Shada? That's a beautiful visualization. Oh man. Well, I would like to think that I, so I just launched my podcast, my cannabis marketing podcast. I'm really excited to ride that. It's already afforded me the opportunity to interview so many people, but I have a few kind of wish list brands on my list that I'm hopefully going to secure. So in the next six, nine months, let's say goal is 5,000 downloads on my podcast and interviewing the CMO of Leafly would be really cool. Mm. I was going to say, don't you hold back on us, Shada. You better name that brand and that individual. <laughs> well, awesome, Shada. Thank you so much for being here. You got to breathe it out into existence. <laughs> you got to, girl. You got to, girl. I cannot wait to see that come into existence. And we'll talk soon. Thanks, Shada. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in. Remember, yesterday is gone and tomorrow is not promised. So there's no better time than the present to get into the arena of your life and to start moving towards your purpose and potential. Peace. Hey, I want to personally thank you again for tuning in. At the end of the day, I really do believe that we're all in this game of life to help one another out. And that the best way we can do this is through sharing our stories more openly and honestly. And so, if you like the show, please take a quick minute to leave us a rating, drop us a review, and subscribe for more. Also, I'd love to get to know you a little bit better and hear your story. Please head over to carlsona.com slash chat. That's carl with a K, S-O-N-A dot com slash chat to book a 15-minute free Zoom call with me. And I can't wait to see you there.